0: says you need a ring like carmelo you must be on that white like othello all you
1: want is nikes but the ones... hello friends coming to you from the tualatin river valley in oregon this is Ryan, Rye Rye, Snowy, RyGuy, Hossy Bossy, McSassy Pants, Playboy Hossy, Randy California Hosner. and this is 69 vinyl records. Today, folks, it is the 31st, the final day of March, the last day of the first month of. Of this uh, global pandemic. No, that's not true. It's the first month of uh, the United States doing anything about this global pandemic. I guess this thing's been popping off since December, depending on where you are in the world. That was a little bit of uh, Western centrism there that I absolutely abhor and want to excise from this podcast whenever possible. We will also be only talking about albums recorded in English uh, and Spanish. Um, This is episode 15. Of 69 vinyl records Uh, as I said we're recording here the 31st of March you are hearing this uh, right at the end of June uh, which you know typically I might be starting off my summer and being like wow time to kick back and do some traveling I actually would have been taking let's see Birdie and I would have been headed up to Canada in short order to escape from Independence Day celebrations here, Fourth of July fireworks. That's probably not going to happen. We'd be writing that, writing uh, that graduation high, and uh, that's probably not going to happen. So who knows? You're having a good June though. I'm <laughs> I shouldn't be predicting such morose times. There's probably all kinds of celebration, and people are actually allowed to high five and and hug each other. Maybe in June, that'd be a nice thing to have happen. Have a uh, returning champion here on the program. Uh, he was our guest on episode six. Uh, we talked about sticks on episode six. Um, I hate to bring this up, but it is in my notes. He had a really terrible showing on uh, on Wheel of Fortune, um, but he'll be here today hoping to redeem himself. He is, uh, as we mentioned in depth last time, as we really dug into the former president of the uh, Pacific University Trailblazers Fan Club, and he's known as Mr. Raisin Loaf. Please welcome back to the program my friend, Tyler. Hi, Ty. Hi, Ty. Woo! <laughs> wow, man, what an introduction. I feel great after that.
0: That feels good. I tell you what, being back <laughs> second time really, really, is a, it really gets all the nerves right out of you. I feel like a, an old salty veteran right yeah, now. Yeah, you feel are like the Marcus saltiest Canby. dog. Oh,
1: my gosh, yeah. <laughs> You know, had we all been high-fiving like Marcus Camby for the last few months we'd not be in this same situation. Yeah, call me Juan Howard because
0: I am ready to do this, man. <laughs> I am, I, who else? Who else can we? What am I, Andre Miller? Tyler oh, Andre man, 50-point game,
1: Andre Miller right there. Andre oh, a mizzle um, for shizzle.
0: I can't believe you brought up the Wheel of Fortune thing, man. I was ready to forgive that. But since oh, you brought that up, no no no, you I, I didn't up,
1: actually have a choice. It's just in the notes here. It's part of what I what a, <laughs> I just get handed the read and we're live. I,
0: I had nothing to do with that game.
1: You were clicking the buttons, I gotta lose
0: a turn, I had no chance, didn't even get to guess. It makes me it makes me uh you know, it makes me want to ask you, Ryan, shall we play a game?
1: Shall we play a game? Whoa! You, Ty! Yeah. Oh my god. This is uh this is unprecedented. We are fifteen episodes deep into this uh, program, as it were, and this is the first time a guest has come to me with that question. I I enthusiastically, uh, yes, yes, I want to affirm that I one hundred percent. We shall play a game. What's what are we doing?
0: Okay, well, unlike the game that we play, this is a game that I think everyone can play along with. <laughs> All uh, right. and that game is, what's, that. Snack.
1: What's that snack?
0: All right, so snack time. If you've seen Sketchpad, throwback Channing Fry. uh, (laughs) It's snack time. Yeah. Um. So this is snack time, and what this is is, uh, it's it's where I live in the world. I'm in Amsterdam. You're in you're in Valley, as you always. You proudly say which i love so much um it's it's nine nine 48. we're coming on 10 o'clock this is perfect snack hour for me i've had my dinner i'm ready yeah. to wind down but at the same time i got a cupboard full of goodies and i can't let that i can't let that rot so uh, so um, we're
1: all playing along does that mean we're gonna listen to you eat snacks here in a minute
0: uh yeah it sounds like i don't even need to really tell you what to do <laughs>
1: Um. Well, I just I wanted to double check in case uh, I wanted to give maybe a little um, sort of misophonia trigger warning just in case any mm. listeners out there are are yeah. about to like, I don't know, crash their cars. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, luckily, I don't have one of those like incredibly <laughs> high quality asmr mics or anything this is just a classic uh, earbud mic but you know it, hopefully it does the trick now i have taken all of the snacks out of the packaging so that's not going to be any hint um but i'm going to start with something fairly easy i believe um once you hear the sound feel free to soak it in and then give us a guess i'm going to go through a couple you you let me know when you're ready all right here we go first
1: snack Yeah, that's got a real uh that's got a real crisp to it. It's kind of a little there's like not a lot of weight in what I'm hearing. There's uh it's like a quick break. Doesn't sound chewy at all. Uh I so I guess I need to ask like how specific do I need to be? I mean, chip could be anything, right? Do I need to um, do I need to I'll specify tell you what. beyond that? I would
0: like you to identify Um, The closest you can. I think the more specific, the more fun we're going to have with this.
1: All right. Well, so um, uh, I
0: can give you a uh, another sample if that helps.
1: Yeah, I think we need one more. One more. Let's do one more. Quick hit.
0: One more. Just listen to the highs and the lows.
1: Oh, man. That uh, it doesn't quite I keep wanting to guess that it's some kind of Dorito so that I can talk about like a flavor of Doritos. I'm not even sure if you have Doritos in uh, in Amsterdam. So I guess I'm just going to say it's some sort of uh, this is maybe maybe it's not corn. It's a little thin. I'm going to say tortilla chip. (laughs) You nailed it. Got one right. We got a winner. All right.
0: That is great. Let's keep moving. It's a quick fire round. Snack number two. Congrats on that. That was a really clean guess, man. That was good. That wasn't a guess. That was like an educated. That was a well thought out, well answered. (laughs) Here we go. I started you off easy though. All right. Coming in hot number two. Number two. Here we go.
1: Whoa. Whoa. There's a, wow. So there's quite a bit more like action going on. This is a, there's more depth there's more depth to whatever it is you're uh, you're eating here. There's like more facets. It's not flat. Doesn't feel. Might be uh might be oh man. Again, I don't know what you have access to in the in the like backwoods country of the Netherlands mm-hmm. here with regard to snacks. Um and more it's, than you would know. Yeah, it's it true. Sounds like, it sounded to me a bit like can I get one more? Yeah, of
0: course. Yeah, here we go. Coming in hot with one more, snack number two.
1: I mean, yeah, just the fact that it like breaks so many different ways, it sounds to me like a sun chip. Mm, wow.
0: I can't find those here. I got to say, if I could, I'd be eating them right now. See, um, yeah, what kind um, of... This was a classic Lay's, good old American Lay's potato classic
1: chip. Classic Lay's potato so it's all got right. those are maybe a little like bent over and folded and yeah, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It sounded right. almost Snack like number. there's like a little pop rocks uh, quality to that. It's just like all I know. crystallized salt on there. <laughs> it's true. There's a
0: lot there was some nice bubbles in that first chip that really gave it a nice pop sensation. Yeah. Um let's keep cruising. Snack number three. This one I think you're gonna identify is not like the others. Oh.
1: Oh yeah, there's a lot more uh there's a lot more molar action here. There's like mastication going on. Yeah, that like deep crunch, that's gotta be if that's uh wait, one more? Wow, okay, so it's it's one of my two favorite uh snacking vegetables. I I've really it doesn't quite have the depth I would expect from a carrot, so I'm saying celery. That's a snap of celery there.
0: Mm. That was a wasabi no! peanut a
1: wasabi peanut. Oh my gosh. I should have known you'd bust out a wasabi peanut and not a carrot. Mm. Not a celery yeah. stick. Yeah, come on, it's ten you're, o'clock, man. You're Mr. <laughs> I, wasabi peanut.
0: Yeah, they're great out here. It's one of the Jeez, best snacks they have. I'm here.
1: falling apart. I felt so hey, good at the start. You started
0: off hot. I said it was gonna be easy. We're coming in snack number four. Trying something different. Pay attention. Listen okay. closely. Snack right. number four. I hope I'm close enough to the mic because I have one mic next to my mouth, and I don't know what mic you're hearing me out of, but here we go. Here we come. Snack number four.
1: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> wow, that was slurpy. I, I, You know what? It might have gone
0: bad. (laughs) Which maybe gives it away. (laughs) Oh no. But the last bite was like really soft. And didn't have the same texture as
1: the others. (laughs) Oh no. Is that a is that like a peach gone wrong? It was a mandarin. Ah.
0: It was a soft mandarin.
1: Wow. How many snacks do you have
0: here, Ty? I told you, you just let me know when you want me to snop. I got I got more than we need. Uh, this one's interesting. Uh, this is a good old American treat. Homemade by me, which helps. homemade, a homemade
1: treat by you. Homemade. Ready for this? Yeah.
0: All right. This is snack number five.
1: I think this might be, if I can get this one, I feel like I could leave a champion.
0: Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> snack number five.
1: Yeah. Whoa mm. huh a homemade snack by you. mm-hmm. I mean, American I was getting all, I was getting all ready for you to be like, do you have any more of it?
0: Yeah, I got another bite right here.
1: So homemade it's been all salty so far. That might have been uh, that might have been some popcorn. Mm.
0: This was so close. It was. It's got some pop in it, but it also has some snap and some crackle.
1: Oh my goodness! Wait, that had a lot of crisp. That's a
0: yeah. That's a ten-day-old Rice Krispie treat. Oh my
1: god! <laughs> 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 my first wow. okay. When you said it was something you made yourself, I was like, okay, brownies, cookies, Rice Krispie treats. Like that was on the list. And that did yep. not set wow uh, yeah, it's that, an old one. that is why we play what snack is this?
0: hmm Well, if you can redeem yourself with snack number six, the final snack, this one comes from uh, another part of the world here, not an American treat, but something that we're all familiar with. This one I find to be the t- hardest to get. but if you can get this little thing, then you are a winner.
1: This little thing here it comes.. Have you had any of it?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I got the other mic really close to my mouth, so I think it's getting picked up. Here, I'm going to try it for you. Here it comes. It's so quiet.
1: Yeah, it's a quiet little (laughs) snack. Uh, Mm. Okay, using my my tools of deduction here, we've got a very soft and quiet-sounding snack that's not readily available... In the part of the world that I'm from, you are in the Netherlands, and uh, there are two there are two different like fancy little treats that I associate. One is stroop waffle. I don't know if you have any more of that to take a bite of. The other is those little um, uh, like Gwen Douglas was always posting about these, and she worked at Salon Serpent. The little like macaron, little bonbon macaroon little guys. Let me let me. Do you have another bite?
0: I'd have to get up and get it, oh, shit! I can tell you that you're you're in a hell of a good spot
1: right now. Well, okay. I mean, those are my only my only thing to fall back on is it's if like If you want quiet. me to get
0: another one, I can get another one. Because <laughs> if you think a second listen is going to help, because i got to say you're on to something. And if a second oh, listen is going to make a difference for you, I so can get it,
1: that. So it sounds like maybe it's one of those two things. And it, at this point, it's really just 50-50. I don't know that the sound is going to help me at all, Ty. I really do appreciate your willingness and what you would do to make this podcast so high quality? This episode of Sixty Nine Vinyl Records, where we spent the first fifteen minutes playing, what is this snack? I'm really glad. That... Hey, you
0: said you wanted to play a game. Man. No, now, I. <laughs>
1: Does this sound like a complaint?
0: No, it sounds like a it sounds like a justification on my end.
1: Uh oh man. Um, I'm going to pick the one that I prefer to eat, which is waffle. Give me waffle Ty.
0: It was a macaroon. No!
1: <laughs> which is so
0: rare. It's the oh first and only time I've ever bought macaroons. And I was what? like, whoa, he's on to this. What, Seriously. Uh, what flavor? I don't know. was a vanilla macaroon, but I bought a variety flavor. I bought like a little grab bag of them and they were, they've been okay. <laughs> I
1: well that's the thing they're okay that's my yeah, that's okay. always my experience
0: i had a really good one a few weeks ago and i was like damn that was good and then i bought some from the grocery store and not the same
1: <laughs> yeah oh man what well, uh
0: shit. what
1: what grocery store
0: <laughs> uh the one i went to uh it was called aldi and this is a uh, it's owned by trader joe's the aldi's out here. Every, once in a while, every once in a while there's an item that's that's labeled trader joe's like, all-American cookies, Holy and it's got the cow. old Trader Joe's logo. And, it, like,
1: and it's Waffles.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Ty, thanks for bringing that game to me and to the listeners. I, I hope that we might get future renditions, I although I don't want you to, like, go bankrupt buying another, like, seven or eight different kinds of snacks for next time.
0: No, this was, I mean, this was really just me getting my getting comfortable for the you know for the next hour and a half and wanting to make sure i had a variety of flavors
1: well i would say you succeeded in that lots of lots of good food hey do you want to talk about uh you want to talk about a record here on episode 15 yeah were we supposed to listen to one which one are we doing today yeah yeah we've got a record to talk about this one uh (laughs) this is by your friend and mine sandy alex g this album is called rocket (laughs)
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Rocket To Me. That's the one.
1: Yeah. Oh man. Okay, so uh I'm excited to talk about Sandy. He's a newer artist for me. I know he's um, you know, not he's been recording and like putting stuff out for the better part of the decade. Um, but I have only heard of him, maybe known of him for the last year and a half or two. Um this is his like this is his seventh record, the one that we're talking about today. He has eight that he's recorded since 2012 he's like super super prolific i really really dig the music that alex g makes um he's five years younger than i am which uh it's always one of those like as a as a uh creator of things and an appreciator of thing people who create things like he he's got eight super rad albums and he's 28 years old it's pretty incredible stuff um or 27 years old 28 years old i don't know I can. Yeah, he's man. got. He's, he's twenty-seven got the youth on
0: his side. Yeah. Um, I got how,
1: how did you come to? How did you come to know and appreciate Sandy Alex G?
0: Sandy Alex G is for me also a a new a new discovery, which I do um, uh, even newer than you. You said a year and a half. Mine's less than less than six months at this point. Oh wow. Um, yeah, it's really fresh. Uh, it came from a recommendation from a friend, um, who who said, hey, you might like this. You, you know, I think you'd like yeah. this guy, Sandy Alex G, if, if you've ever heard it, and started listening to it. Um, and yeah, immediately it was like, wow, this is different. I haven't, I haven't listened to an album like this in a while. I haven't you know, listened to... I feel like a lot of the music I take in right now is... Uh, I work at an agency where we have just like an open sound system and uh-huh. anybody can take it over any, in any given day, which can be really cool. Sure. And we yeah. also have our own... We also have our own radio station, which is like really goes off on Thursdays, called Nice Radio, nice radio. It's you can look it up. It's really fun. I do some programs on there, mm. and um, that's it's just cool because I get introduced to a bunch of different sounds and different music and different uh, you know different flavors. And there's some really good mixes that you hear out there, and it's a lot of fun. It's a great escape from kind of a typical workday, uh, but. You'll hear something like this every once in a while and you're like, "Oh, what was that?" I find myself like Shazamming all the oh, time yeah. random random little songs and it's great. And and this is one of those artists that was um, I had heard a few times, didn't know him, and then eventually was it was brought up in conversation. Started looking into it and was like, "Oh yeah, this is this is worth listening to. I'm interested." And then just just back in the start of March, March 6th or 5th, I want to say, I yeah. went and saw him live in Amsterdam.
1: Whoa, awesome. Well,
0: yeah, which was cool, which was a lot of fun. And my my takeaway from that live show was, he sounds really youthful live, even more so than the albums. Like, huh. like really like, it felt like a teenager singing. It was crazy, like <laughs> it's kind of like this prepubescent like high tone, yeah, um, almost like a feminine tone, like really high. Um, I really enjoyed it, but it was one of those um, the Dutch audience. I gotta say, I'm gonna throw him under the bus here. Uh-oh. They don't they don't really go all out at live shows. Yeah. And if you've been to a show with me or if you have any idea who I am, you might have an you might know that I'm the kind of guy who does enjoy a live show and who's not afraid to hoot and holler in the background. Yeah. You know, when they, when they ask for it, I'm happy to give it. So, yeah, I was screaming and there was people looking at me and I was like, hey, he asked for it.
1: Yeah, seriously. <laughs>
0: they were like, hey, let's hear it.
1: And I was like, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. Like but, who's this guy cheering uh, yeah. heckling for this guy on this on the stage? Yeah. Oh, shut up guy.
0: Yeah, they were really casual, like live performance. It was really fun. They they were like, yeah, Amsterdam's weird. They play really early shows. Like you'll go to a show that starts at eight, and mm-hmm. it's not like oh, we can show up at nine. It starts at eight. Like if you show <laughs> up at eight fifteen, you've missed three songs. <laughs> and it starts at eight, and then they play for an hour. And then like, hey, we got like twenty more minutes. We could do an encore, or we could just stay up here and play. So we're just gonna stay up here and play. So join us, you know. And it, yeah, like it's just it's this kind of nonchalant weird thing, and you got everyone in the crowd kind of arms crossed, bobbing their heads um but it's you know it's a great city for seeing live shows and I guess I have seen some some cool ones and Sandy was um was one of my favorites that I saw recently so
1: yeah that's really rad i hope he's not i mean we're still in the time stream of the of late march i mean like yeah traveling around the world touring at the beginning of march i hope he's like doing okay <laughs> i hope he's Dudes. oh i hope I know. he's home i hope he has like an income uh yeah geez. i know
0: there's a lot of live live bands i mean just music in general so many industries are being affected obviously yeah. with what's going on but um as somebody who follows uh bands on social media and you know i see a lot of personal messages from these smaller artists all yeah. across the world that are like hey find us on patreon right now please because we need to find a way to make money because we're not touring and this is pretty much our only way to make any money is touring so
1: yeah, no, that's that's totally right. We have a we have a friend here in Portland who um who same sort of situation like, um did did all the run up and publicity and her own scheduling and had a, had the tour lined up and it was supposed to kick off on like the seventeenth <laughs> of March. It was supposed to like start right around St Patrick's Day, and she had like subletted her room. And uh, had everything ready to go that was going to be her source of income for the next like six months. And then poof, like, nope, sorry, you're stuck at home. (laughs) The end. Good luck.
0: Yeah. No, it's like, that's, it's, it's, I mean, you guys played shows. Did you guys go on a tour when you were?
1: No, no, No. far from it. Yeah.
0: Okay. (laughs) You played the West side. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's a lot of work, especially at a small small stage um it's a lot of fun but it's a lot of work and it's uh it's hard to even make money on it when you are doing it so when you when you put it all together then you it doesn't get to happen it just becomes that much more defeating yeah yeah so.
1: just that big pit and you have so, you have done a fair amount of uh Combro chill music touring is that true
0: yeah we would do like four. we would do like kind of 12 14 show runs yeah probably around 12 show runs within the three week span wow and that was fun but it was always like we did one west coast wing and then mostly it was or one east coast wing rather but then mostly it was like west coast kind of stretching into colorado we stayed kind of close to home yeah built a little audience there but
1: well there's that big continental divide right there in the middle and that's it's scary getting over that
0: yeah it does get big there you go (laughs) uh what city can we play next yeah yeah
1: um sick well that's awesome that you uh that you got to see sandy alex g and that um that they put on a prompt show for you it sounds like like right on time uh, yeah oh my god right no, yeah, at eight I,
0: I, I showed up five minutes late and they're like we got two left
1: <laughs> like, <no. laughs> yeah um i i want to talk a little bit about the album um i I, I like how this one kind of fits in his uh, in his oeuvre and his catalog. It sort of fits along the um, very very like folksy American sounding guitar driven stuff, but also is uh, playing around a lot in the in the weird sort of like distortion and uh, an experimental and like sort of almost like mundane horror kind of stuff there's really there's really interesting stuff going on all the way through it starts off with the with a couple of really just accessible sounding little twangy twangy tracks but each of them has i think the hint of this sort of like darker undercurrent that that runs through this like raw edge that runs through his music
0: yeah it, it actually it's funny i was listening to it again and I, it reminds me a lot it always has of like early Beck, and even later mm. Uh, when I say later, I mean like mid, I, early meaning like one foot in the grave. Like some of Beck's earlier stuff, like twenties, um, nineteen back in like the nineteen twenties stuff. You know, yeah. back when he was doing the Gatsby shit, I the flapper stuff. Beck yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanna lose that baby. You see? <laughs> that? Like that's that's the Beck I grew up with. <laughs>
1: you know, yeah, striped pants you know? and uh, and canes yeah. and shuffling about.
0: Yeah, he had that album, The Charleston, which was really hard to get.
1: <laughs> yeah, Beck's The Charleston. <laughs> Woo, boy.
0: Uh, that's the stuff I'm talking about, exactly. No, you know, when he was a kid, he was putting out stuff uh, before Mellow Gold that nobody had heard. And then Mellow Gold hit, and, and Loser hit, and everyone was like, mm-hmm. what was this guy? And I remember going into his back catalog, and and I think that's kind of the way it was with Sandy. Alex G for me as well. It's like, oh, let's go into this back catalog now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And
0: hearing this album, it does remind me a bit of some of, um, some of Beck's, you know, earlier successes where you've got some songs that almost have like a, like a hip hop. Yeah. Riff. And then there's some stuff super folksy. And then there's some, that's just kind of like irreverent. And that just, you're like, there's, he's only saying five things in the song, you know, and it's working. <laughs> uh-huh. you know, like, yep. <laughs> I don't know. I find it, I find it interesting. I find them to be similar in that sense. Vocally, not so much, but uh, just the exploration of the album, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah. You mentioned vocally. So he's got like really, um, you mentioned uh, sort of like higher, gentler, like kind of youthful voice. I hear that 100%. Um, and to me it makes it like, it almost so it should work really well for the sort of like poppy kinds of things that he does right he's got this really like friendly youthful voice um but it's also a little bit unsettling and strange and he plays with that a bit i think like even on on proud the second song um the chorus is so catchy and you want to sing along but he does the thing where he like stretches it out and repeats it like maybe an extra phrase or two you start to be like what is that right where he's like I don't want to be the one to leave my baby yeah. And you're like, dude, are you still going on that same little thing? Um, it,
0: yeah, I think that becomes like such an interesting thing, right? Yeah. Because you break, you're breaking the mold a bit. You know, sonically, we know what to expect. And we're like, oh, right. here's our melody. <laughs> and then I don't want to be the baby. And then suddenly you're like, oh, the record's skipping.
1: Yeah. You yeah. Know, it
0: gives you that sensation a little bit, which makes you pay a little Bit more attention, I think, you know, because it's the thing that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, it works. Yeah, I definitely appreciated that.
1: there's a lot of just like kind of unsettling things that he does um whether whether that way yeah with like the rhythmic pattern or with the actual lyrics um next up on this track is county which is like clearly just like a a jail lockup story where like somebody somebody is like oh work this into a song I saw a kid like uh who had like swallowed drugs and a razor blade and then the and then he's like bleeding out like what <laughs> and it's so it's such a gentle uh lullaby kind of sounding song and he really starts to dig into this um the horror that lurks in small towns <laughs> or in like in suburbia the sort of like very um it's not it's not like over dramatized it's just like uh unsettling and and dark and and spooky
0: yeah it's the whole that the lyrics of that song are that that song itself is like you said spooky it's kind of confusing and it's funny in that sense that he's saying at the end of it that we need he's like why don't you write that yeah yeah (laughs) you know it's self-aware
1: yeah yeah and like uh (laughs) just like somebody hands it to me he's like all right these are the words i guess uh i'm just singing it up to and including. Yeah, no, I like that self-referential bit in there too. There are a couple other things I want to say on this side. Um a a big one is my like and I don't think this is originally mine or that I've like actually uncovered anything, but the song Bobby, I think it's a King of the Hill song.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but sure, why not? <laughs> here
1: here are my here's point A. It's called Bobby, okay? Mm-hmm. That's point A. Point B is that um The song ends with the phrase, I tell you what. And that is my argument. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, no, otherwise, otherwise, yeah, it's just another one of these, like, it's kind of a song with implied, like, kind of, I don't know, there's like a sadness and a missed opportunity thing to it. There's the, like, I'll leave my partner for you thing going on. There's like, no, I
0: always thought Bobby was a female, actually
1: yeah well i mean but you know bobby's a bit of a unique boy he's on my isn't it he yeah no
0: he's on his back no you're right i mean i don't know why (laughs) i mean he says his hands are cold his breath is smoke yeah i just identified with this character as a very i don't know it's funny how i didn't think of that
1: but it's just got that sort of like implicit like underlying sort of like what what kinds of uh, what kinds of violence has happened in the lives of these characters? There's a, there's just some sort of um, yeah. It's really kind of sad and spare, um, and it, and it, like a lot of the songs before it, it still sounds really sweet and singable. It's like a pretty duet um, with him and a lady singer, and it sounds so nice. And I want to like sing along. With, it sounds like the kind of thing you might sing. Well, in my experience, like you might sing like with your family it's like so quaint and easy and it's um it's actually really harsh yeah
0: i think that that's one of the things that i've found listening to this I recently I just had it on my headphones and I was like cooking and just Mm kind of humming along to some of the stuff and then every once in a while I'd stop myself and be like, "Are you hearing this?" (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah. Like, there's some that I'd be kind of humming along to. You know, I'd leave him for you if you want me to.
1: I'd leave him
0: for you. You know, and then you're like, "Well, there's something else here. This isn't just a fun sing along." You know.
1: Yeah, and so the album, like, hints at all this kind of stuff, and then you end side A with these two instrumental... I guess Brick is technically not an instrumental. It has uh, officially, canonically, it has, like, five words or something, seven words to the song. Um, But both of these tracks are, like, all the weirdness and all the all the undercurrent just like brought up it's like turning over the turning over a rock at the beach and everything's like crawling and and squirming and like you finally see the thing that you've been not (laughs) that you've been suspecting (laughs) from this and so there's so many like layers and weird like rhythmic patterns going on a lot of different instruments a lot of dissonance um and then brick is just like so so awesome (laughs) it comes in with that like huge distorted guitar uh I I don't know what it is but I like that makes me that like pumps me up I'm like ready to go when I listen to that song uh it's yeah I don't know what do you think about those two instrumental tracks Ty
0: I guess I didn't know I mean I know the horse is the one that for me that has that kind of really kind of big drone tone at the start yeah that one, like that's the one for me that.
1: Horses, the like, ling, 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 Yeah, ling, it's just kind ling, of this ling, ling, drone yeah.
0: chaos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I love that like synth drone that's kind of going up and down in that, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about this one, but it's it gives me this, I don't know, it gives me a very cinematic feel, which I like. Um, yeah. I hear that and it makes me think of like, like darren Aronofsky, record mm-hmm. for a dream or some deep yeah like i i start picturing this hell yeah <laughs> yeah which isn't which isn't great but at the same time i totally fall into it and i'm like yeah wow listen to this <laughs>
1: It de- it's that it's that cinema thing you're talking about right it like brings to mind images and a mood in a really um in a really like easy to perceive kind of way like uh there's no guessing it just fills whatever <laughs> the music like builds that thing in your brain and whatever that horror is it's like you're thinking of exactly the right thing that's totally what this song is <laughs>
0: yeah yeah and then brick for me is like the song that you remember back when you'd listen to a CD and at the end of the, the disc, it'd just keep going? Uh, and uh. you wouldn't know it was over. And then, you know, seven minutes into it rolling, suddenly another song would come on, yeah. which is another thing, of course, that, as I mentioned earlier, Beck, Beck did that a few times. Sure, That's what Brick, Brick feels like the hidden track to me that's just thrown into the middle of the album because it really is such a different... Uh, it's so aggressive.
1: It's so intense, yeah. I have... Um, I I play music a lot, like at school um for kids like as they're coming in and out of classes or whatever if we're doing like kind of independent work time and i try and pick stuff and there's a lot of sandy that because of the stuff that we've talked about earlier like if you turn it down so you can't make out the lyrics it just sounds like pretty like folksy easy study music and then this song comes on and my kids are always like ryan are you okay like what <laughs> yeah
0: exactly who, who hurt you? It's, <laughs> it's just aggressive <laughs> it's a- <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, it's, one, it's one that I've learned, like, if, uh, if I'm not by myself, I need to skip this song. But if I'm by myself, I can just, like, thrash out to it. I, I really like it.
0: What is this song? Do you know what this song is about? Is it about a relationship?
1: No, I don't. Um I don't know what it's about. I bet it wouldn't take us long to pull up the lyrics here. And well, I just, based on it
0: cuz the lyrics like you said, it's like it's just like a few phrases repeated. Right. Where he's saying like you think I don't, but I always fucking do and he gets so aggressive and then uh. and then you know, he ends each one of them with these like uh, I know that you're lying, you know? And yeah.
1: Yeah. So right, that just sounds like a fight, right? And the yeah, the sort of like chaos that yeah. comes with being um, unsettled and mad and and definitely being right and just like losing. It sounds like a song of losing control.
0: Yeah. It losing. Yeah. Like being being pushed to the limit or yeah. being fed up with something and and snapping and being like, I can't. I don't want to put up with this anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. No. Yeah. Puts a brick in the wall between me and you. There you go. That's the line. So that's it. It's a fight.
1: Yeah, classic, classic
0: yeah. Uh, fisticuffs.
1: <laughs> classic fisticuffs. That old 1920s Beck does fisticuffs.
0: Gosh, that stuff, man, it never gets old, you know.
1: Do you remember when? Do you remember when Beck was a bare knuckle boxer in the 30s? Yeah, he had that huge handlebar mustache, and those sideburns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You remember when he uh, single handedly um, beat Nazism in the 30s?
0: Yeah, and he had that little sidecar that he'd drive around in. <laughs> With his dog Odale.
1: That's the one. <laughs> oh man. Uh Ty, we have reached the end of side one. It means it's time for one of our favorite features. And I promise, I promise our listeners today is a uh, this is a good one. We've got today in coronavirus. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Yay. Hey, no, I actually do. So lately this has just been a space for me to be like, oh, the stimulus. And, uh, and I'm sure that come, come late June, people are like, we, <laughs> we've been fucked by the stimulus long enough. Quit reminding us about it. Uh, what else is going on, Ryan? So I have something better to share today for today in coronavirus. And that is that a uh, federal judge uh, in West Texas. This is Judge Lee Yeekel. Issued an important ruling that said that the uh, the state, even (laughs) over the protestations of the attorney general who sought to say, well, look, it's pandemic time. We need to be limiting medical care to just essential services um, and tried to categorize abortion as a non-essential surgery. uh, Federal Judge Lee Eagle has stepped in and said, no, 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 no. That's a it's a time sensitive and important and essential surgery uh, for people's health. Like hell you're going to block it and use the pandemic as an excuse to uh essentially uh, violate the constitution and violate, uh, violate people's rights, so I'm feeling good thanks uh thanks Judge Lee Yekel for being one of the good ones. Ty, what's happening over there in uh in merry old Dutchland
0: uh well, the latest is they had the uh, the old government over here, as we call them they uh... <laughs> the old government. <laughs> Yeah, they made an announcement saying we'd like to keep this um, social distancing extended until the end of April, which I know the U.S. has said the same thing. And yeah, in fact, of...
1: today the tr- uh, the Trump, the Trump is, uh, I think that's what he's called, the Trump is expected to extend that out through the rest of May as well, through May 31st.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, the thing that I thought was weird about that is it almost just felt like they were confirming it because they yeah. also had already mentioned um, no no meetings of three or more people until June 1st. And well, then yeah, today, there you go. to be like, yeah, uh, and we're going to keep this mandate running until the end of April. However, <laughs> I think they were just kind of reminding people with it because uh-huh. there's quite a few. The end of April into the first few weeks of May is a bit of a holiday season here because um, there's not a spring break here that happens at the same time, but oh, there okay. is King's Day that happens in the Netherlands, which oh, is yeah. a. Huge, uh, huge party nationwide. I've, uh, I've seen your
1: alternative brochures for, for King's yes, factual. <laughs> Yeah, factual. <laughs> yeah. Very factual.
0: <laughs> yeah. I won't be able to hand those out this year. I'm a little bummed. That's too but, bad. Um, King's Day's, you know, will be canceled. I don't think it will be postponed. I'm not, I'm sure people won't be in an uproar and I'm sure some, some folks will try to go out thinking it's a good idea. But yeah, mm. that's going to be one of those things that we just, you know, it's not going to, it's not going to happen. And, uh, and then the other thing is there's quite a few may holidays that come after that where a lot of my colleagues are like yeah if you plan your holidays around this time you take off three days and you end up with eight days off you know if you find that yeah, right gap, yeah, so a right. lot of people try to take advantage of that gap in may and i think they also warned everyone hey don't go planning holidays thinking that this thing's going to be over in may Duh. Um, yeah so yeah yeah
1: yeah we're in it for the long haul but uh at least there are a few people out there looking out for uh for the health of regular folks like you and me, Ty, and like our fair listeners. And that has been Today in Coronavirus. <coughs> Hold up. See, mm-hmm. I told you that was going to be a good one. This is good, you know? Let's talk about side B, dude. All right, be me. All right, here's side B. Uh, <laughs> um, side B, we've got starts off all right so we went into the break here with really really intense brick right like so aggressive and you flip the record and and you really really pull back with sports star which is so gentle and so nice and so poppy um I actually learned the very beginning of this song on piano because it's really accessible. It's all black keys kind of stuff. But as soon as he starts singing, it's like, ah, it's too complicated. And I I totally wimped out and stopped stopped learning it after that. Um, But I I really, really enjoy this song. I think it's the one that... um to me betrays on this record more than his, uh, more than the other songs, the sort of collaboration that he was doing around this time with Frank Ocean. Um, I think specifically his sort of like pitched up vocals and his, um, his use of the word Nikes in a very, <laughs> in a very like identical way to the way Frank Ocean does on the start of uh, Nikes, <laughs> <At> the start <laughs> of Blonde. Um, right, so these two have worked together and I heard House of Sugar first, I think, and and thought like, whoa, he's doing these kinds of like sketchy song bits that sort of bleed into each other and weird inspirations pulled in everywhere. It kind of reminds me of Frank Ocean and then went and looked and like, oh, he like works with Frank Ocean. That makes sense. And I think he was doing that earlier work around the time that he's recording for this album. So I don't know. It's the one that sounds the most like um like a pop song to me. And I, I really like it.
0: Well, I mean, pop is, I know a lot of, the controversial statement, right? It's not at all. Careful, Ty. Careful. (laughs) Pop is uh, incredible. It's just good. It's so good. I'm a sucker for pop music and I can't. That doesn't mean like top forty always, right? But that just means the what makes up pop music. And a and you know an artist like Prince is mm-hmm. great pop, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of soul and R and B and all this stuff. But this song, for me, I agree, is the poppiest and the most accessible to a. Maybe not the most accessible because there's quite a some, some really good folk songs and uh, stuff like that that we that you find on Rocket. But I I guess for me this was the. The track that was shared with me as like oh have you heard this this was the one that I shazammed, let's say right
1: yeah yeah and and I think it's kind of weird too right because it is really accessible and singable um it, but it is it does have his like weird pitched up vocals it's still like a weird song that is like playing with your expectations right a little bit
0: yeah well the I think for me the bass is what got me.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's just such a cool, it's such a nice little warm groove.
1: Yeah, the bass bass plays a really good part, I think. Well, (laughs) the bass is an important part, I would say, I guess, of this second half. Like, there are a couple of tracks where, yeah, I I don't have the record in front of me at this very moment. But I'd be happy to know who that bassist is, because really, really solid. It might even be him on the, uh, he might be doing his own stuff in the home studio there. It's really solid.
0: I'm conflicted with the bass and the keys on this. With which one I find more, more crucial. Which I think the keys, I would say, is probably the case. Yeah, I think, I think it's they probably come off, the, like the, what he's
1: building around.
0: Yeah, exactly. But for me, it's like that. It's like this: the keys capture me and draw me in, but then the bass cuddles me and keeps me Ooh, moving. Yeah! Wow! You know?
1: Wow! And Very. that's when I
0: was like, "Yeah, this is cool. I gotta listen to more."
1: Very amorous Ty Andre uh, keyboard and bass talk here. That, that's <laughs> I'm excited to hear more of that.
0: Yeah. Well, I I was excited to hear more of this, and I was also surprised that
1: not a lot of it sounded like this. You <laughs> like oh, this guy's got yeah. a different tone. He's all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot happening. The next two songs on this side are both like pretty interludey. They're they're kind of short. They're not strictly instrumental, but they're they're pretty like. I don't know. They're there. They're nice. They keep the album moving along. Um, Powerful Man, I really, really like. It's another one of these songs that starts off um, really simple and then kind of devolves as it layers. It gets a little bit noisy. The very end of powerful man is really like washy and again has some like weird sounds coming in. And it's one of those, like if you have headphones on that, you might like pull a headphone off. Like is somebody like breaking something in the kitchen. Oh no, that's just the, (laughs) that's just the song. (laughs) It's making that. Yeah. But it also has some really like catchy little couplets. The, uh, the bit at the end of that first verse where he's like, but a brother is a brother. And that is that I'm like, Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, (laughs) I love that. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's is this is Powerful Man the one that sounds like there's a dog, like a a dog collar jingling. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Hmm, uh, and now I feel like I should have paid attention to which yeah, track okay. that was. Um, there's there's a song that opens with what sounds to me as a dog owner, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a like a collar or a leash or something. Maybe. But I think it's just a sh- I think it's just a shaker. I think it's an intentional sound, but it could be they he could have sampled a jingling dog collar who knows pretzel and and that really set in with me i was like oh man is he using his dog's collar that's great yeah but that might just me wanting something and forcing (laughs) it to happen
1: well he seems like a very like normal normy kind of guy like um i mean obviously he's a uh he's a recording superstar right he's not but he's just like us. He uh he's, he likes dogs and he likes cars and he likes uh you know yeah. drinking a beer on the porch. One
0: of his uh one of his t-shirts at the merch stand was a cartoon dog. So
1: See? <laughs> I think you're onto it, man.
0: <laughs> I should have I should have asked them.
1: a dog caller? <laughs> hey, shouted hey, that out. Hey Sandy. Hey Sandy.
0: He did have a very casual moment where they stopped and they're like, "All right, so what else would you guys want to hear? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. And people, I think at that point people started shouting, you know, some old classics and some, and proud came up and he's like, oh, okay.
1: Oh, nice. That
0: was kind of like an early fan favorite, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well,
1: I really like it. I, I yeah. Yeah. That's a great track. I think that one, I think for me, it's between, um, of the songs that have lyrics, I think it's between proud and, and sports star for me. um, but i do i mean it's weird to say this on an album that has like so much good lyrically happening and so much good vocally happening but brick is intense like i i kind of like i i'm excited for when that one comes on you mentioned it being like placed in there and sounding so different than the rest but like i i'm looking forward to that when i turn this record on i'm like oh i'm going to get to listen to brick for a second <laughs>
0: Well, the, no, it's not one of those that I'd turn off, but in the wrong company, it would be one that you definitely would yep. have to say, yeah. oh, sorry about that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey sorry, sorry, grandma. But I'm with you, like <laughs> listening
0: on my own. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, hey, this is nice. Who's this? Oh, yeah.
1: Sandy. <laughs> oh, Sandy. It sounds so, so sweet. Yeah, um, on my
0: own. I'm with you, though. I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm, let's take it. Let's bring it.
1: There's Turn just a few more. There's just a few more tracks to talk about here. Um, I I don't have a whole lot to say about Alina other than I think it kind of hints at this um, direction of sort of like grim fairy tale fable-y kind of stuff. Right? He's talking about like um, whatever the like little girl in these lyrics is talking about her eating rabbits and cats, <laughs> and uh, it reminds me of Gretel on House of Sugar, um, which is all all uh, like Hansel and Gretel inspired. But more so than that, which is just like kind of a noticing, um, I really, really like you mentioned the bass line on Sportstar. And I think the bass line um, there on Guilty that walks around there at the end, um, that, that guitar and bass combo uh, all the way out, right? And then they spend like the last two minutes just kind of on that same groove where the bass is walking up and down and the guitar is going and just over and over and the bass boom 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 right doing very um doing a very 50s doo-wop thing the way that i it.
0: if guilty were an instrumental track i feel like it would be his uh his whims in, like yeah you got me. I like I like a little smooth jazz. I yeah. like a nice little <laughs> guilty, you know, because it does have a nice groove to it. Yeah, yeah, uh, quite different than the others.
1: Ty, do you have uh, do you have closing thoughts on this album? Do You give it a thumbs up. Do you, how many macaroons do you give this record?
0: Ooh, how many homemade rice krispie treats is how probably a better one. How many ten day old macaroons are more, do you give? Yeah, this is a I give this five crunchy Krispie treats. Five crunchy um,
1: Krispies. Out of seven. Ooh, five out of seven. Yeah. Which is a good, that's one of those really really good ratings. (laughs)
0: Five 10 day old Rice Krispie treats out of seven.
1: (laughs) Figure that one out. Google. Yeah. Let's see. Seventh is like 14%. It's like 72%. That's pretty good. That's pretty good.
0: Yeah. I would give this if we, if we want to go with a school teacher's grading system, which I know is all, you know, (laughs) um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i would give this i'd give this album a, a better than a 70 i'd give this album at least a b yeah
1: or i a yeah b-, but i like I give that i like it i i don't like this album anywhere near as much as i like uh, house of sugar but i really really do like this record a lot i guess i shouldn't say anywhere near as much it just house of sugar is well that's a whole other episode so we'll save it for then um this is usually the time in the program where i ask my guests shall we play a game but i i'm not sure i mean i ty you may have gotten your revenge by stumping me on uh snack after snack i don't know ty shall we play a game shall we play a
0: game <laughs> yes i you know i i can't say no to a game yes we shall
1: all right we shall play a game okay uh, this game, I have a lot more confidence um, that you're going to get more than one turn, and that uh, the computer hear. the computer won't be cheating uh, in my benefit for this one. So, this is a game. I'm I'm going to read you the rules to this game. This is out of my um, Hoyle's Rules of Games. Play according to Hoyle. Uh, this is by edited and, and collected by Albert H. Moorhead and uh, Jeffrey Mott Smith. Sometime in the, let's see, uh, 1920s, 19, 1940s, good guess, good <laughs> guess. Although the uh, foundations laid down by Hoyle date back to uh, the 1670s, I'll have you know, um, this game is appropriate for uh, for this episode uh, specifically because it shares a name with the title of one of these songs, and that is called Horse. Uh, so mm, here, horse. here are the rules for the game Horse. Horse is a good game. So I just want you to know, rule number one, (laughs) horse is a good game. (laughs) Uh, Let's skip ahead. Any number may play. So that means the two of us. It's an acceptable figure. One player names a letter. The next player in turn adds another letter. And so on in continuous order until a player adds a letter that completes a good English word of more than three letters. Any player in their turn may challenge the preceding player to give a good English word that commences with the series of letters already called. If the challenged player is unable to comply, they lose. If they give an acceptable word, the challenger loses. A round ends when a word is completed, so you saying the last letter of a good word is a loss, or when a player is challenged and either the challenged or challenger loses. The next player then commences a new round by calling an initial letter. When you lose a round, you get the uh first letter of the word well you get a letter of the word horse, just like basketball, right? Mm, so we're doing yeah. we're going to spell these game, spell these, let me try that again. <laughs> we're going to spell these words and uh and see who loses to spell the word horse, and that'll be the end of this game. Ty, do you have any questions about how to play horse?
0: I feel like I I feel like I might just have to pick up pick it up as we go here um we should we try a practice round or should we just fire away
1: we could do a practice round i think that we'll find uh we'll is it easy to pick it. up? i think it's going to be easy to pick up and one well, last thing that away. i that i want to make sure to do is um i'm going to be pulling up uh this is dictionary.com that'll be the arbiter if we're trying to figure out like is this a uh is this a word or not we will use dictionary.com to be our arbiter how's that sound to you
0: yeah, let's it with that. Okay.
1: All right, um I'll I'll go ahead and start. I mean, really what we're going to do is um take turns saying letters, uh but you have to be I guess the idea is that you have to be uh trying to make an actual word. If you know, if I say W and then you say Q, I could be like, "Well, make a word out of that." And if you can't, you lost, right? So the goal is to like spell a word that you don't get stuck being the last letter of
0: mm yes exactly yep. gotcha
1: all right mm-hmm. um i'll go ahead and start uh with the letter f f as in ah f
0: mm, mm good one thanks u hmm. as in uh, f
1: <laughs> l
0: mm mm l
1: I think that's a good English word, I think you've got an h, buddy
0: yeah, I just figured out that I don't want to be the last one, right yeah,
1: you don't want to be the last one, but all right, carry on,
0: I'm trying to <laughs> <laughs> am I able to like rebuttal that by saying no, because you could still say something else? Or no, that... as
1: soon as it becomes uh as soon as it becomes a word, a good word of three letters or more the uh the round gotcha. has come to an end, so full gotcha. we've got full mm. we've got and there's an h for you uh and you just said the letter l so i guess yep. it's my uh my turn again i'm going to do uh i'm gonna say the letter a n i
0: a n i hmm
1: m mm. Yeah, I don't think there's a way around this next letter A, which makes a word anima, which means that I uh, I have an H as well. All right. Your turn. Woo.
0: Uh, let's go with uh, let's go with a C. R U.
1: <laughs> I'm doing all kinds of like I'm pointing at the I'm pointing at the computer and then at me and then at you as I'm like spelling other words here. <laughs> <laughs> c r u hmm ah uh, i don't know if i'm getting out of this c i
0: f where are we at
1: c r u c i f i c T Wait, T. I don't think so. Alright. Looks like you lost. Wait a second. <laughs> I don't know what a crucifix is. I think that's an O for you. Mm. I'm excited that we were headed that direction. <laughs> yeah,
0: I was like, stop. Just <laughs> Stop. Oh man. Alright, you start.
1: Okay. Um let's have a uh let's have a D, D as H. in, uh, oh wait, no, 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 D as in, uh, you still want to do an H? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, a. D, A, R?
0: That's a word if I say it. Okay. Yeah, I keep thinking of words. <laughs> dar i'm just gonna say another word if i do that one um i n i (laughs)
1: let's see we've had d a r i n i I'm gonna challenge you. What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is that word? I was trying to dig my way out of saying a word. It's <laughs> like, you know what? There's definitely
1: room for an I. Is that uh Is that an R for you? Uh, that's an H O R for sure. It's an R for you. We're uh, this thrilling edition of Horse here on uh, the 15th yeah, episode of 69 done, Vinyl Records. <laughs> probably could have done Pig. <laughs> probably, probably could have done Pig. The uh, the listeners will be glad to know that my editing skills at this point do include cutting out long awkward pauses. So uh, you are experiencing this game, listeners, in a much more truncated version than uh, than the wordsmiths uh, that we are are. <laughs> This is an
0: interesting game. I have to say, I haven't played a spelling game that involves not looking at any of the letters, <laughs> like not writing them. Not like, yeah. It's just a weird one for me because that's not my strength. Like I gotta say, ever since Microsoft was like, well, you know what, spell we've check. got so far we've played
1: one. three games together, and you do have we have found some strengths, but I don't want you to get too much in this like fixed mindset. You know, you know, you. Gotta, no, <laughs>
0: i like a challenge
1: you can do more th- than just yeah. crunch snacks ty
0: Darren, darin, daringham i think dar- that was the word i was headed for
1: dar Darinigum, uh, darin-gum. how about uh how about the letter c o l g hmm <laughs> uh can I, can i challenge that one
0: you want to challenge Colgate? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Come
0: on, man. How is he going to pay for this show? Paid sponsors. Colgate brought to you by Colgate.
1: Oh, that's a good point. This might be a good time. Um, this might be a good time for a sponsor. I, yeah. When <laughs> sponsor I typed in game. Colgate, it said, did you mean toothpaste? Um, but uh, do you want to do a quick read for Colgate real quick?
0: Mm, Colgate. Colgate. Like a five-second insert.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just do your, mm-hmm. Just do your Colgate ad real quick.
0: Something smell bad? Don't forget to brush your teeth. With Colgate, your breath won't smell like shit.
1: wow that was really nice. The beginning sniff almost sounded like the brush of a tooth anyway. It was a or the brush of a mouth. Oh yeah. The brush of something. I bet tooth. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. I want uh I, wow, it's hailing here in the uh, beautiful Pacific Northwest. <laughs> I I hope that's coming through. On the microphone. It is noisy here in the inner sanctum. Uh I have we lost sprinkle. track of uh have we lost track of what's happening in this game? Did uh... Well,
0: I did Colgate. <laughs> I believe it's been challenged. If it if that's the case, I can accept my S and that would mean I have one remaining You've letter one to You've got one remaining letter
1: to defeat me. And let's say this is the final round either way. For all the marbles, the uh the loser of this round is the loser of the game, no matter what. Uh mm, Okay. So you said a, I mean colgate, it would have ended with me. Why don't you start us off on our final word of horse?
0: Got it coming in hot coming with a s- saucy g
1: <laughs> a saucy alex g uh g l hmm mm. glu. I mean, glue is a word. I don't want that. Glue-ing still ends with me. Uh, glug is a word. I don't want to say that. Um, gluff is a typo of gulf. So I don't want to say that. Gl- that'd, be, that'd be bad. Glue- <laughs> I mean, you would challenge me, and that'd be the game. It'd be all over just like that. G-L- U. gl glu gl mm. uh that's too bad uh i'm going to prolong it as long as i can i guess i g l u i u i
0: g l u i n e g l u i n e R. yep
1: gluiner that's the word
0: <laughs> got me again <laughs> no. can i say something can i can i just be really honest with you right now
1: for once please let's have the I wanted, uh, let's have the raw tie i
0: wanted it didn't happen but i wanted this game to go men, like i wanted to just start going insane with this game and having us just start spelling and saying things that didn't make sense <laughs> Just happily taking the next letter and just running with it. Ooh. Oh, I wish oh. I. <laughs> oh, it's like, wh- where are you going? <laughs> like, we just, just, time, like, that's the, the difference the start, between you
1: and me is that you're just like way more funny and creative than I am. And I'm way more about punishing my friends with games on my own <laughs> podcast.
0: <laughs> Which that, no, but that's funny and creative in its own terrifying way.
1: I think that's how you lose a horse.
0: I think that was a game played by a teacher who likes when his students lose.
1: <laughs> I let me be really clear that I do take a very sick pleasure in seeing my students lose at low stakes things. Absolutely. That's the, what I uh, mean. Like you want the, to
0: see them lose and that, because that, be, that becomes a lesson.
1: That's always a yeah. lesson, right? Yeah. I yeah. want them to mm-hmm. win in the sort of like high stakes, uh, arenas that they encounter in their real lives. But anytime they're in my classroom, I want them to feel, uh, unsettled as a listener of this record of sandy alex g might as well that is where the (laughs) learning happens
0: that's what's called a learning segue right there
1: that's (laughs) and that's how we bring it back to our final feature ryan's lessons for life no um i i think that's probably a good time for us to wrap up our conversation here today ty um Thank you again for being on the podcast. You've been on episode six. You've been on episode fifteen. There's only fifty four of these left. Just about one year.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. I was thinking about that. The fact that you're putting out one a week, and I've, I've been on two of these, and I'm not gonna. It's gonna be like, I don't know, seven months from now.
1: Yeah, something when like I'm that. listening to this. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you can think of it as like we're leaving little breadcrumbs and someday in the future we'll be able to think back and be like, oh, remember when we were naive enough to think that abortion would still happen in the United States? So, you know, it'll be be a really fun little project for us.
0: Yeah, who knows? Hopefully we're in a better place by then. Hopefully we're not still going, gosh.
1: Yeah, we really hope be, so. we need to
0: make more of these episodes. We're running out of some <laughs> yeah. content here.
1: 69 vinyl <laughs> records season 2. <laughs>
0: Can't you order some? Don't they ship
1: records? <laughs> Get no. more. No, nope, they don't actually. They don't ship records. Mm. Check
0: see. eBay. Check, check eBay. They
1: might. Uh, I think eBay's closed. Ty, mm, thanks okay. a lot for uh for guesting on the podcast again. I look forward to another uh thrilling edition of uh, of the pod with you as a guest. Um, to my listeners thank you as always for listening um, for sticking with it as long as you have if you're hearing this that means um, you've been with us for like three almost four months and that's pretty special so thanks for being a part of this with us um, until we speak again do make sure to take good care of yourselves take good care of each other bye yeah bye guys <laughs>
0: Yo no se lo negaría